1: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to Tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
2: I looked at it just you know kind of a crash way that you know I'm a businessman and, and that's what we look at everything from a standpoint of a business, And so, you know, I looked at it and thought, well, I wonder if that's something we could make money at. And we started the television show just simply as a business. And I had no desire to do a television show so I could spend more time fishing or be in the outdoors or anything like that. I was already doing that a lot. I looked at it just as a business and a money-making deal. And, and I did a lot of research and a lot of study. You know, one of my degrees in college is in economics. And, and I, f- I felt like that uh, that we could make money. I, 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 uh, I, I got a, a hold of... Uh, uh a lot of bill Dancy shows and a lot of roland's show roland been doing a television show for two years when i started bill had been doing one for four and both very very good close dear friends of mine and uh, fishing with both of them a lot and uh tried to see what they were doing right that i wanted to emulate what they were doing wrong that i wanted to avoid Mm -hmm. and uh we just decided to to try and see if we could make uh, make money at at doing an outdoor fishing show on television and uh And I set a goal the first year, if we lost $50,000 or less, uh, we would continue doing uh, that show for the second year. (laughs)
3: Hey everybody! Welcome to the podcast. Today, I tracked down one of my heroes. I've been watching this guy on TV since I was a little boy. On Saturday mornings, I would sit with my dad, and we would watch fishing TV when we weren't actually fishing. And one of my favorite was always Jimmy Houston. There were three guys, really four guys, that I really liked watching. Uh, Bill Dance, of course, he's been on the podcast. Roland Martin, of course, he's been on the podcast too, and Jimmy Houston as well as Hank Parker. I always liked all of those shows. And, you know, when I was growing up, I grew up in Tennessee. I thought I was going to be a bass fisherman, right? Like that was the most natural thing. I happened to make it in in the saltwater world through a lot of different ways and paths and, and things, but I always, you know, had a fondness in my heart for bass fishermen. That's why I like to get a lot of the bass fishermen on, but particularly why I wanted to get Roland Martin, Bill Dance and Jimmy Houston on is because they are true icons. Not only in the fishing world, but they're icons in the television world. There are not many shows that have been on the air for 47 years, 45 years, 42 years. Jimmy says that in this podcast. He talks about that a little bit. But, I mean, seriously, there are not many television shows that have been on that long. Name one. I don't know one. You know, Seinfeld or something like that is on the air for 10 years. That's like a milestone. And it's a huge show. And and that's incredible. But... These guys have been on the air for 47 years, 45 years, 40 years. That's a long time. And uh, so in that time, they've had lots of ups and downs. They've had lots of sideways moves, but they've they've stayed true to the path and they've been providing um, great fishing entertainment for the world. And that's why they are icons. So today we're going to go and we're going to, I tracked Jimmy down. He had time. He said, yeah, I'd love to do it going to sit down he said but the wi-fi is not that good at the ranch where he is and so as you know we're under quarantine right now so he isn't going anywhere so the wi-fi is not getting any better so as you'll see the quality on this one is quite subpar to the last podcast to any of the other podcasts that i've done i do i'm going to stick with it on this one because it's jimmy Houston. He's a legend. He's an icon. I want to hear what he has to say and I know you're going to want to hear what he has to say, but I got to warn you, the quality is not good. The quality is very poor, but if you stick it out, it's a very interesting conversation with Jimmy Houston. So sorry once again about the quality, but you're going to like the content. All right, here we go. I tell you what, it's a it's an honor to talk to you. I've been a fan of yours for a long time. Probably you were a big reason why I entered into the uh, television world myself. You and Roland Martin, Bill Dance, That's good. Um, all the great TV shows. And uh, so I've been following your career for a long time. And um, on this podcast,
2: I've been doing it quite as long as Bill and Roland, but we've been around for a long time.
3: How long has it been? As
2: long as they continue working?
3: <laughs> right, I know. How long has it been for you?
2: Well, you know we've fished national tournaments for 54 years. This is the first year since I was a senior in college that we haven't been fishing national tournaments. And uh, and I, I just I made a decision. I waited to clear up till December before I made a decision not to fish them. And and uh, basically not fishing in tournaments because uh, because they won't let Chris practice with me. You know they uh, they they changed the rules around this this year where. You have to practice by yourself, and to be honest with you, that's not much fun. And uh, you practice daylight till dark for three straight days, getting ready for a tournament. To do that out there by yourself is just kind of a crazy, silly thing. You know, fishing was not designed to be that way. Right. And uh, you know, and I fish the tournaments for fun. You know, we we had a great year last year and won a lot of money, and uh, and the tournaments have been good to us. But you know, we fish those for 54 years. We've done the television show for 43 years, and and uh, we just keep on keeping on.
3: (laughs) Right on. So how did uh, how did this get started for you? Was there a was there a moment where you kind of saw fishing as something that you you thought you wanted to do?
2: Not really, Tom. You know, we sort of. we we sort of we were fishing and doing things in fishing for a lot of a long time, and at some point in time, somebody started calling us professional fishermen. We didn't even know there was any such thing as a professional fisherman. The the guys now that fish tournaments, most of them say, well, I've been professional fishing for eight years or six years or twelve years or whatever, and we have no idea. Uh, I started fishing tournaments when I was a senior in college, and uh, and you know we started the television show uh, about uh, ten or fifteen years out after I got out of college, and. And, and, and you know, we've done that forever. We've done that television show for 43 years. And, you know, we've just been involved in this business for a long time. Uh, you know, we, um, uh, we didn't really ever plan anything that way. Uh, I've fished all my life and hunted all my life. And we didn't really ever plan. We didn't ever really plan to to do this, it just, uh, one thing led to another and another and another, and it's kind of like the other businesses we're all involved in. We didn't really plan any of those out either necessarily, but once we got an idea to do something, we researched it and, and, and did it. And so that that's kind of the way it is. And, and, uh, and we, we turned out being, uh, uh you know, having a lot of fun at it. And we've had a great time and, and uh and and made a living at it and and just and still doing it you know and and probably i don't know any way that i don't know that we'll ever quit to be honest with you we'll we'll probably continue fishing uh, we'll probably continue fishing you know until we die right. <laughs> as long as i get out there and fish i'm gonna fish i'm gonna fish today as a matter of fact
3: <laughs> right on well you got a beautiful lake behind you there um so in everything that you're talking about you're using we so who's, who do you consider your team in fishing?
2: Well, you know, I, our whole family is involved in our businesses, our company businesses. Uh, Chris and I have always done everything together. And like I said, that's the thing that caused me to quit tournament fishing. I didn't run a to quit tournament fishing. Uh, uh, you know, I've I had a pretty good year last year dollar-wise, and and uh, and I wanted to continue doing that. I, I've never known anything but tournament Fishing since we were in college, you know, and, and so it's kind of difficult to quit the game, but they sort of, you know, they didn't force me out. The rule wasn't against me, obviously. It was, I don't know really what the rule was for. It's kind of a silly rule. Uh, fishing has always been a, a family sport and, and to not allow you know, your wife or your son or daughter, your, your, your brother or whatever to go fishing with is kind of crazy. Right. Uh, but, uh, but you know, that's just the way it is. And, and, and I, I'm cool with that. Uh, but, uh, but you know, our whole family is involved in, 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 you know, my son runs our boat dealership. My daughter runs our travel agency and handles all my personal schedule. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, runs our subway store and, you know, we, we've got a lot of businesses that, that those kids have been involved in forever. The kids have never done anything since they, you know their entire life at work in the company, and so everybody is a big part of it. And um, and you know they we started our kids working. which You can't do nowadays. You know, uh, Bill Clinton come along or Obama or somebody, and and uh, made it where you know kids c- couldn't work. You know, and and uh, it was like child uh, endangerment or something. You let kids work, but our kids started working in the business when they were 10 or 11 years old. And, and I, which is, I think it's very, very important. And, uh, you know, because of the, <laughs> the rules they've had where the kids can't work, uh, they kind of raising a lot of adult snowflakes nowadays. <laughs> right. I hear you, but uh, but you know our kids, uh, you know they understand and they know they know what business is all about and and it's uh, it's really it's made a difference in their lives also and they they're they're very successful themselves and so it's it's never been a, an eye situation in 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 our business it's always been we <laughs>
3: yeah I I hear you um so the the television show. How did, the, how did the television show get started for you? I mean, you were probably doing just fine in, in tournament fishing. What made you get interested in TV? <laughs>
2: Well, the, the television show came about because of, uh, uh, you know, really being a guest on a lot of other television shows. Uh, we had good success tournament fishing, and because of that, uh, because of that, and, and, you know, we were we were on quite a few other television shows. John Fox's American Angler Show, the local shows here in Oklahoma, Joe Krieger and Don Wallace and... We were guests on quite a few shows, and because of being guests on the shows, I had people start talking to me about doing a television show of our own, and uh, and we really had no desire to do that. We were making a good living, and uh, but I started investigating that. I thought it might be, uh, you know, if people was talking to me about it, it might be something we ought to be thinking about, and uh, and so uh, we started investigating that, and uh, and and in in, in doing that. Uh, uh, I, you know, I looked at it just, you know, kind of a crash way, but, but, you know, I'm a businessman and, and that's what we look at everything from a standpoint of a business. And, um, and so, you know, I looked at it and thought, well, I wonder if that's something we could make money at. And we started the television show just simply as a business. And I had, I had no desire to do a television show so I could spend more time fishing or be outdoors or anything like that. I was already doing that a lot. So, uh, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't anything along those lines of a lot of people. Uh, I looked at it just as a business and a, and a money-making deal. And, and I did a lot of research and a lot of study, uh, you know, one of my degrees in college is in economics. And, and, uh, and so, you know, it was, uh, it, it was a deal just to study. And, and I, f- I felt like that, uh, that we could make money. I, 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 uh, I, I got a, a hold of, uh, uh, a lot of bill dances shows and a lot of rolling show rolling been doing a television show for two years when i started bill had been doing one for four and both very very good close dear friends of mine and uh, fishing hunt with both of them a lot and uh and We, uh, you know, I I studied their shows and, you know, tried to see what they were doing right that I wanted to emulate, what they were doing wrong that I wanted to avoid, Mm -hmm. and uh, we just decided to to try it and see if we could make uh, make money at at doing an outdoor fishing show on television. And uh, and I set a goal the first year uh, on my business plan that I designed to, uh, if I lost fifty thousand dollars or less, which is kind of a silly. This was back, you know, again, forty-three years ago. It's a tremendous amount of money, uh, but uh, if we lost fifty thousand dollars or less, we would continue. Uh, we would continue doing uh, that show for the second year. <laughs> and uh, and I reason I said it that because investing with Bill and and Roland and quite a few other guys in the outdoor business. Um, you know, they all lost money. I mean, they all lost money their, their first few years. Uh, yep. Dylan, Roland was still losing money when I talked to them, and so I felt like that was probably the norm. And so, I uh, I set aside money to lose. And as it turned out, we made thirty thousand dollars that first year, which I thought was like enormous, and uh, and we made money all of the years ever since, clear up to two thousand and eight. And in two thousand eight, during that downturn in the economy, we lost money in two thousand eight, nine, ten, and eleven. Uh, actually, uh, four years there that it was just uh, just uh, horrendous in the business world for you know for pretty much everybody. It, it wasn't just me; it was pretty 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 much everybody. Yeah. And uh, and 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 in, in, in you know in doing that, uh, in doing that, we uh, uh, we were very very we were very very fortunate that uh, that we we had. Uh, We'd been successful. Uh, we, you know, we lost a lot, a lot of money. I mean, we also owned a lot of boat dealerships at that time. We had six boat dealerships, and and that was another very difficult business to be in. All businesses were difficult to be in at that time. And and uh, during those those four years, we were losing. Uh, you know uh, while we, we during that crisis we lost you know seven figure amounts of money and uh, wow. but we were fortunate that we'd been successful for a lot of years and those those years that we were successful allowed us to uh, actually to lose and and uh, and keep businesses open and keep people employed and uh and we did that uh and we just but we basically you know went broke during that situation but uh and you know we're fighting the deal right now with this coronavirus and and everything that's going on right now so so we're you know we're we're going through the the, we're going through the situation again uh but uh but we've been there done that so we we Think we can get through this situation just like we did the last time.
3: <laughs> how, how do you see this situation being different than than the last one that you just described?
2: Well, it's totally different. You know, I mean, that was an economic downturn in the economy. This has been a downturn because of the uh, the virus and, and the, the, the the government, uh, state governments, federal governments shutting down the the economy. I mean, the economy uh, was. And just great. I mean, everything was pretty, pretty good in this country. And, and, uh, and, you know, once we get this economy open back up, <clears throat> excuse me, once we get this economy open back up, uh, it's going to thrive again, and it'll thrive very quickly. And, uh, I am concerned about all the money that the government's uh, printed. Uh, you know, it has been a long time since I got that economics degree, and economics have changed a lot in the last, in the last, uh, uh, whatever that is, 50-60 uh, years. So uh, I, uh, I guess, it's been fifty years plus. And and um, but you know, we're basically what the, you know, the United States of America is doing is basically printing money, and and uh, we will have uh, a situation probably where. The $10 hamburgers we buy now, not, but we going to be $20 hamburgers instead of right. $10 hamburgers. <laughs> and uh, and we, should, we will probably have a lot of inflation come into this economy over the next uh, several months. And and uh, hopefully the business will be good where they can start clearing that economy and that, that inflation back down over a period of time. But, uh, you know, a lot depends on who runs the country. You know, I mean, uh, that, that's a big part of it. You know, uh, uh, we if we, you know, if the wrong party gets in power in the country, we will obviously at the and we will have enormous taxes uh- on just about everybody, and and it will be a long time before the economy recovers. But uh, you know, as uh, the biggest problem right now is just printing the money. But you know, for the first time in my life, they're paying money to work as opposed to giving people money to not work. And right. I think it's great. I mean, I, you know, uh, all of the uh, all of the uh, business owners, the small businesses, to bring their employees back and pay them to keep employees is fantastic. Uh, you know, we've got businesses that have been applied for those loans we haven't got any of those loans and i don't know that we will or not we we might uh but i understand that that program is going to run out of money today and um uh, uh the president asked for another 250 billion dollars be uh, put into that that fund for small businesses and uh that uh, right now it's being, being held up by us uh, by our speaker of the house who is out in california somewhere running around you know, doing whatever she's doing out there. So, but holding up that money, and so we've probably have been left out of that, but uh, but, 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 that's okay. I mean, if we're, if we're left out, we're left out. We've kept all of our people working and we'll continue to. Uh, we own a, a big uh, store, a big uh, uh, place on the lake there, and uh, we are essential business because, uh, you know, we sell groceries and and uh, we, we've got a big tackle store too within there, but we sell groceries and, and gas, and our boat dealership is essential business because obviously we, we take care of uh all of the marine stuff for the, the local governments as well as uh as well as uh, the public so our business our city businesses, our businesses we, we've kept them open uh, the business is not good uh because of all of the shutdown and people staying at home but uh we kept all of our people employed they've all got a check uh, obviously a television show is not an essential business i think it's essential you know but, but uh Uh, The government doesn't take a decision, but we kept all of our people employed in the television show also. Everybody's got a paycheck uh, except uh, Chris and I. And, uh, we don't get one anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think this, this economy is going to roar back. I, I think it, it can do it very quickly if we can get this, uh, uh, this, uh, this, this economy open back up. Uh, you know, I'm on to stay at home order just like everybody else in the state of Oklahoma. We've not been hit hard with the coronavirus. Uh, only one, uh, only one case actually in the County that we live in, we live on a big ranch and, and, uh, but, uh, but The governor is, uh, lifting, uh, is lifting the stay at home orders, uh, at, uh, at, uh, here toward the end of the month here in Oklahoma, unless you're 65 years old and then it runs clear to May 6th. So, oh, really? and I had a, a turkey hunting trip planned, and I'm going to miss that, I guess.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you probably got I some turkeys on, on your land, home, don't you? you? you know, I mean,
2: uh, it's just, uh, you know, uh, it's just the way it is.
3: Yeah. So. Um, well, that's interesting. Um, we're starting to get a little bit of, of disturbance with the wind and the um, and the Wi-Fi. It's starting to break up a little bit. I don't know if you want to maybe see if you can find a little bit better spot.
2: Well, I mean, let, me, let, me see if I, let me see if I can find it. I tried to find the spot where I could sit this, this iPad
3: down. Even inside it would be okay, you know, because the wind is uh, the wind's on yeah, the mic a little bit.
2: I'll try inside. It, it, yeah, yeah, I don't know if we got enough service out to inside. Well, uh, we'll walk back inside
3: here and see what we come up with. It's actually quite a bit better. <laughs> <on the> audio. <laughs> better, or worse. Yeah, no, I think it's better. It's better on the audio for sure. Okay. Um, okay. So you uh, you have quite an education. Um, what what do you think you would have done if you hadn't have started fishing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know this is this is crazy, you know, but uh, I had. Uh, I I—I I, one of my degrees is in political science, and and I had it uh, planned on going on to the University of Oklahoma Law School when I graduated from college. And quite honestly, the—the the only reason I didn't was that was another three years of college, and and I had, uh, you know, I was married and had a baby girl, and I was just tired of being broke. And uh, and I, I told my wife, and it was pretty much a big shock to her because. She, you know, I mean, we—that's what we had a, that's what we'd always planned on in college. Was I got the economics degree in case uh, we didn't go to to OU's Law School, and and um, and the the political science degree there was basically because of that. Uh, and so we had, kind of had things planned both ways, but uh, and we could have gone on to Oklahoma City uh, OU Law School. We had uh, really high grades, and and. Um, it was was that would not have been a problem, but I told her when I graduated, I said, I I can't go to school in another three years. I just can't stay <laughs> stay broke and without things for another three years and uh I needed to get out and make a living and, and, and Chris has never really ever worried about money one way or the other, um during the times back in uh, during the times back during the uh, that 2008, 9, 10, 11, when we lost basically everything we had and all of our stock portfolio and everything, uh, she didn't bother a bit, and uh, and so she said, "Well, whatever you're we going to do, we'll do." And but uh, but I don't know. I I tell my friends and buddies that uh, that God saved me from being a lawyer, <laughs> and uh, and and they tell me that, that God saved them from me being a lawyer. <laughs> no, he saved them from me being a lawyer. So, uh, so it's it worked out a lot better than, uh, than it would have had, uh, had that's what I've done. Uh, and, and most likely, uh, most likely had I, uh, had I had gone on to law school, you know, uh, I, as you can probably tell, I am pretty interested and, in, and, in, 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 uh, pretty heavily invested in politics and, uh, might have ended up being, being, a, being a politician, one of my, uh, one of my running buddies in college was the attorney general here in the state of Oklahoma for many, many years. And uh, actually ran for governor this, this last time around and, and didn't, didn't become governor, but ran for governor this last time around. But, uh, but we, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know, but but I know what they got sir. sir. We had a lot
3: more fun being a fisherman. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a hundred percent certain that being a fisherman is more fun than being a politician, uh, and I'm no politician, but <laughs> it really
2: is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah
3: they they all want to they all want to go fishing.
2: Yeah, it worked out pretty well.
3: Yeah. Well, one thing that I noticed that's kind of interesting is, you know, I'm in the television world, just like you are. It sounds like our career started kind of very similarly in the fact that I had a guide business going and I was fishing tournaments and doing just fine. And all of a sudden I found myself being a guest on a lot of other people's shows, just like you did, looked at it and thought, well, that doesn't seem that hard, really. Uh, I was very naive at the time. Uh, because it is, it is a hard business to be in. Actually, in my opinion, going out and catching fish is the easiest part of the whole business. I'd be interested in knowing what you think about that. Like, What, what do you think is the most difficult part about being on television? What do you think the easiest part is about operating your business, the television business?
2: Well, you know, I the, the 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 most difficult part is the same is the most difficult part of any business. You know, paying the bills. You know, I mean, it's a real real simple business. It's a, a very simple thing to do. You know, we uh, we we go to school and we take all these classes and learn all these business things. Uh, but uh, but and we continue we continue learning, we continue going to school. You know, our entire life. But uh, but the, the hardest thing is the uh, is the simplest thing. You know, business is very simple. You you have to take in more than you spend, and uh, whether what you have less. Called profit, that's what you get by on And That's the most difficult part, there's no doubt about it. And uh, everybody looks at the outdoor television show business. And you know, when we started, there was not a, a hundreds of shows like there are nowadays, and but and there wasn't very many places to put those shows either. You know, we were pretty much running. Uh, network television, ABC, CBS, NBC, and then uh, Independence came along. We've been doing it 43 years, and we go way back before cable or satellite television or anything like that. And, and uh, you know, now we, we are showing 11 different networks, including the Discovery Channel and uh, Pursuit, WGN, uh, CBS Sports, a lot of really large networks that, that we run on. Uh, I think you had them all up it's a couple hundred million homes. So uh, there's a lot of availability out there, right? Yeah, uh, and there's lots and lots of outdoor shows out there. But the problem is the same now as it was when we started. You, just, you got it, And it's the same as it is in any business. You you simply have to take in more money than you spend. And that is the most complicated thing in the outdoor show business. And it's the thing that causes shows to either be successful or not successful. Everybody uh, tries to come up with ideas and little things that make their show different or unique from anybody else. And it really doesn't make any difference. I mean, it absolutely makes no difference because uh, you know, you determine whether you're going to have enough money uh, at the end of the month to pay all the bills. If you can't pay the bills, you're not going to be successful right. in the television show business. And uh, uh, the good thing and the positive thing about that is that, uh, again, you know, we go right back to Bill and Roland. Uh, you know, Bill Dance and Roland Martin and I at 43 years, 45 years, and 47 years. Those are three of the longest-running television shows in the history of television. Right. not of any Apple kind, shows. of any kind. You know, we uh, we get a lot of accolades because we've been around for forever and uh, and, and we have, but you know, when you really think about it, uh, you know, you're talking about, you know, guys that not only have been able to keep a, a, a business going for that long a period of time and become icons in this industry, they are iconic television guys. I mean, and 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 uh, both those guys are very very good businessmen. They're both very very intelligent. You know, uh, Roland's got a, a degree from the University of Maryland. Uh, Roland is a very 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 smart individual. And uh, uh, you know, from a business standpoint, we we probably have a little advantage over over quite a few of the guys out there. Uh, just from a strict business standpoint, and our whole career has been kind of designed for business. And 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 you know, but but I've always felt like that. You know, successful people can be successful in whatever they set out to be, but the, the traits of being successful uh, really have nothing to do with whatever your occupation is. You know, when you look at and I can even, just, you know, even look at individuals that uh, that you don't consider as businessmen, but have been highly successful. And one I would say is like a Billy Graham you know, Billy Graham, I believe that he decided to, uh, you know, to be in the automobile business or be in the fishing business. I don't right. know if he knew how to fish, but, but if, if he had decided to do, do an outdoor television show and, and, and he, you know, was uh, grown up and, and, you know, had the abilities to catch fish, uh, and, and, uh, he, he, would, he would have been very successful doing an outdoor television show. Uh, you look at, uh, at, all the successful people around now, some of the tech tech people is a little bit different than that. And a lot of those could probably not make a living to do it. Probably anything else that, that made, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in the tech field, but, right. but you know, with the real businesses that you really run, uh, those guys would have been, and, and we, we operate, we fish and hunt with a, a lot of CEOs from uh, really big companies, you know, companies like Shell Oil Company and O'Reilly and, and the guys that, that are high up in those companies and those and men, could have been successful at, at anything. You know, uh, the the head guys in O'Reilly, the two co-president, CEO, and, and CEO, both of those individuals love to fish and hunt. I mean, they, and they're very good fishermen and hunters too, but, but they could have been successful in anything they went into. The president of the Shell Oil Company, you can go on and on and on. A lot of the guys in our industry, people like, you know, iconic names like Cotton Cordell and, and Bill Norman and Charlie Spence, and. And Berkeley Bedell, you know, Berkeley Bedell not only started, uh, you know, a fishing line company up there that became one of the premier companies in the outdoor industry, uh, you know, he got into politics and was a congressman, a very successful congressman. So. Those individuals that are successful, it doesn't matter. I mean, they can start a, a television fishing show and be successful, like Roland Bill has. And right, Hank Parker—that's another great example. You know, Hank's been around a long, long time. We helped Hank get his show started when he started. We we shot that show for him and and uh, helped him a lot in in you know what he was doing there. And he's a very good friend and and uh, and, and another one—a very intelligent individual. That whatever he decided to do, he's gonna make a good living at.
3: So when you you know, I had both uh, Bill and Roland on this podcast and, and learned their stories, and one of the things that was was consistent with both of them and with yourself is that is that kind of theme, like they probably would have been successful at, at whatever, but one of the reasons that, that struck me was not just because they were smart or they were um, intelligent or had better business skills than other people, but it was mostly or a good part of it was because of the work ethic. Like Bill Dance telling me how he got his show started and how he was editing 208 shows a year. And just, it's, it's a lot of work. I mean, what do you think about the work ethic when you, when you apply it to all those individuals that you just mentioned, is that something that is consistent throughout their personalities as well? Oh, without
2: a doubt, without a doubt. And, and, you know, I mean, you could you can, you can uh, you can actually take any profession, you know, like like we're talking about. And just in the tournaments, you just take the tournament. You know, Roland Marks, the best tournament fisherman of all time, without a doubt, won nine uh, BASS Angle of the Year titles, and nobody's ever done that. Probably nobody ever will win nine Angle of the Year titles. You know, my wife, Chris, won seven in and uh, in, in 21 years. It would have been good that that organization could have stayed. She might have won a couple that caught up with but, him. Uh, but, but, you know, the work ethic could cost him to win those nine uh, angle of the year titles in BAS is the same work ethic that caused him to be successful in his television show. And that, that's really a big part of it. And, you know, I'm, uh, I'm 75 years old now and, uh, and, and, our, <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it's hard to, it's hard to really uh, think about, but, you know, our stay at home, uh, order that we have here in Oklahoma is being lifted in a couple of weeks. And I had a, a turkey hunt, Trip plan to film some turkey shows uh, beginning uh, next Monday, as a matter of fact, and uh, next Monday or the following Monday, anyway. But now, they—if you're over 65—they move that stay-at-home order to. Uh, to May the sixth, so it cost me a week of turkey. Hunting. It's crazy, you know. But we try to do things right. I mean, I, you know, I'm not too concerned about the coronavirus. I'm not too much afraid of anything. I'm a redneck. But, uh, but 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 yeah, the work ethic is is is, is the deal. And, and, and you know, and even Mike, we still do 39 television shows a year. I do right in the neighborhood of 100 personal appearances uh, every year and uh and so and and up until this year we were fishing you know six or seven national tournaments a year uh, the national tournaments uh we're not doing this year and but nobody's doing them now anyway so i've fished almost as many national tournaments as i would have had have been fishing them. but uh but it's um, you know and 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 running the companies that we run you know that takes a lot of time also you know all of our businesses require require time so and we're working as hard now as we ever did. And we've probably done more personal appearances every year than anybody in this, in the fishing game. Right. Uh, we had a lot of years when we were really, uh, really, really bearing down on it and really working hard. We'd do 130 personal appearances a year and that's wow. a lot. And, so when, uh, when, when
3: those, you when your you're doing those, event. when you're doing the personal appearances, what does that look like? Is that like Bass Pro Shops? Is that, is that, uh, speaking engagements, uh, seminars, what, 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 what is a personal engagement for you or a personal appearance?
2: Yes. Yes.
3: <laughs> all all, all of the, the above. The
2: that you said. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, uh we uh we do a uh, we do, you know, a lot of appearances uh, uh you know, we do a lot of speaking engagements. We we do I do, you know, 15 to 25 churches a year. We do a lot of speaking in churches. Uh, you know, I do uh, I do uh uh Talks that for a lot of different companies. We we we, we not just fishing deals, but uh, motivational talks. We do that for, for several different companies. We do a lot of work with Bass Pro Shop. Uh, we we MC the openings for every Bass Pro Shop in the nation, uh, basically except for two or three that we have schedule conflicts. So we we MC the opening for pretty much every Bass Pro Shop. We do a lot of appearances at Bass Pro Shop stores. Uh, we do a lot at, at boat dealerships, uh, like Ranger Boat Dealerships. Um, we uh, we we do really kind of all of the above uh, what you're talking about there. We, our personal appearances cover a, a wide spectrum of, of, of things that, that we do, uh, and uh, we do a lot for Shell Oil Company. We do a lot for O'Reilly Auto Parts. We do a lot for Best Foot Shop, Ranger Boat Company, uh, the churches. Uh, that you know, it uh, uh, we we. Uh, we're kind of we're kind of like a hired gun. We're like pilot and have guns.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Well, how do you see? You I mean, know,
2: do a lot. They, uh, you know, I, get I, you know, on the one thing that the, you know, we talked about the coronavirus and it, how, it's, how it's hurting this economy and, and what it's throwing the situation into. You know, I, I've uh, I've lost thirty five thousand dollars in personal appearances.
3: Well, that uh, was going to be my and, next and question. You,
2: I don't know of anything. I and I don't know of anything, that anybody, any government help or anything on any of that, and uh, and very little of that is coming back. Uh, you know, it's a possibility that maybe ten thousand dollars of that might be scheduled a bit later this year, but and but up until that time, up until we've done twenty-seven personal appearances this year already, and we did the last ones on um, I think March fourteenth or fifteenth. But uh, from then to now, we've lost thirty-five thousand dollars in personal appearance money. And uh, and we we handle our personal affairs money a little bit different than most fishermen do, um, in that we we our personal affairs money goes into the company. Um, back in 2008, when that bad situation hit in the economy, uh, we were losing money. We were bleeding money in the television show business. We were bleeding money in the uh, in the in the boat store business. And the only way that really I could make very much money was in personal appearances. And, uh, and we changed at that time from our personal appearance money going into our pocket to go into the company. And we would go out and do personal appearances to face people's salary and, uh, and to, to, you know, to keep the company afloat and make sure that our people got their paycheck on the first and the 15th of the month. And so we switched that money that I would be making on personal appearances. We switched it from, um you know from going into our personal money to go into the corporation and and uh and, and we kept it that way that was you know 2008 nine, ten, eleven 10 11 is when that really bad start happened we started making money again in 2012 thankfully uh but uh but we switched that over and then it's the same situation now you know and uh that money that uh, we would have made on the personal appearance money since uh march 15th uh, that would have gone into the company to help pay salaries is not there, and uh, right. I, I don't know. I'm, i you know, and I I don't know that you know. There's been a lot of, you know, the government is like I said, the, the, the federal government's printing money. I um, mean, it's pure and simple, not borrowing money, not uh, setting, not setting, making sure you have gold or anything to back it up, and simply printing money. <laughs> and it's not that's not a good situation for a country, but you know, it probably is the best thing to do right now. I've, I got to, you know, I got to say, I I agree with what they're doing, but there's a lot of parts of this economy that is not, not going to be helped. I don't know that the, the tournament fishermen out there can, can get any help. The guys that are making a living tournament fishing, you know, and and, and some of them might have lost some of their sponsors during this time. Uh, we've, uh, we've had, you know, some situations, sponsors where a couple of them suspended payments for a couple of months here just to get, you know, so they could get through. And uh, that's that's what in addition and a lot of guys out there tournament fishing. A lot of them need to be out there winning those ten thousand dollar checks to pay the bills for their right. money. I know nothing in any government stimulus program that, that will help them. And uh you know, I think about personal appearance money, there's a lot of people that that's how they make their living. Yeah. And I think about an evangelist as an example that speaks at churches. Uh they don't receive a fake check from church. They don't they're not a pastor, they don't have a church, they're an evangelist, and they count on going out there and and preaching however much they they preach at churches to, to pay their bills and they've got bills just like everyone else that's what they do for 11 is they're an evangelists and and they're getting paid uh you know for for days that they're speaking in churches and and now they can't go do that because all of those events have been canceled and uh and i i know i don't know what i don't know anything in of government programs that's helping any of that so there's a lot of people and a lot of a lot of businesses and stuff in this economy is going to be left out and like i said the i think the government uh, uh money for small businesses runs out today as yeah. a matter of fact they say it will run out today and unless we get a call from our two banks uh we, we
3: miss we, we miss that one. <laughs> Oh man um we did get in just under the wire i think on ours and got a notification that we might get something um, that the the application was was good. accepted or whatever, but we had you know my my guy my banker friend said uh, right away gave me a call. I went to high school with this guy, so he takes care of me. It's good to have people that you trust in your inner circle. But he said, listen, man, you need to get this application done immediately because this they're going to run out of money. And so we we did get it done as fast as we possibly could. And I don't know what we're going to get, but it will help to keep our people employed too. It's kind of the same, kind of the same deal. Fishing guides, tournament guys, the tournaments themselves, all of those things are are total unknowns. Um, your personal appearances—that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Just kind of what you thought the future of that was. One of the things that I've noticed about you and Roland in the last couple of years is that you've embraced this new world of of digital digital entertainment. You know, you both have YouTube channels. yours is doing well. Roland's is doing well. You're coming on podcasts like this. Um, do you think that there's any potential of doing some of those personal appearances like virtually, like through, skype or or one of these things like this we're going to have to get your connection to be a little bit better because uh they're not going to pay you twenty thousand dollars to come and speak with with some broken up skype but i do see that one of the things that's going to happen in the next year probably is as we continue this quarantine is there's probably going to be some incredible technology that goes into um virtual meetings you know stuff like what we're doing right now i think the quality is going to be improved incredibly do you see that you might be able to do some of the things that you're doing now virtually?
2: Well, that, that's definitely a possibility. You know, that, that that really is. And, uh, and we, yes, we have embraced the social media stuff and all of that. And, and uh, uh, you know, when we, when all of this stuff started, all of our sponsors were hollering Facebook, Facebook. And, uh, and so we were very hard to build our Facebook app we have 303,000 on our Facebook. And so it's been good. Uh, we actually do monetize Facebook as well. Facebook is not nearly as good as selling advertising as YouTube is. And, uh, but well, YouTube was something we just really did not get involved with until actually you mentioned Roland and Roland's got a good Facebook channel going and, I mean, a good YouTube channel going, and uh, and Roland told me last February we were fishing together. He said, "Man, you need to do YouTube," and and we were doing a television show, and I had something in with some of his uh, stuff he was doing for YouTube, and he said, "Man, you got to get, you got to do YouTube, you got to do YouTube," and I said, uh, and so I had uh, Pat Turner who runs our production company. He's been with me for over 20 years, and I told Pat, I said, "Well, Roland says we need to start a YouTube channel." And he said, Jimmy, you have a YouTube channel. And I said, Really? I had no idea. I have a YouTube channel. <laughs> and uh, I said, Well, how many people do we have on there? And he said, Oh, you got less than 2,000. I said, We have, why, how could we have less than 2,000? He said, Well, because you haven't posted anything on there in seven or eight years. He said, You've got to post videos on YouTube. But I didn't really understand. I didn't know we had one. I don't know why we, I don't know how we started. I don't know how that happened. But, uh, but, uh, but it did, you know, and so, uh, we took that YouTube channel last February that, um, that we had, um, we had less than 2000 on and, uh, we, we've got, uh, over 40,000 on it now. We've been, we've grown, we've grown it in about 13 months, which is r- pretty slow. I think, I mean, I think it's very, very slow. Uh, I think it, we should have built it to a million by now, but we haven't. And, uh, but we're working hard on it. We're putting a lot of effort into YouTube. We're do, we do 500 YouTube videos a year. That's a lot. And, yeah. We actually broke off a part of our YouTube channel and started a new YouTube uh, channel on April 3rd this month, about 10 days ago. Uh, and it's got about 17 or 1,800 uh, new subscribers on that in, in about 10 days. But uh, for our catch of the day, we do a daily devotional every day that we put up at 5 o'clock in the morning. And, uh, and, and so we've got a catch of the day YouTube channel in addition to our, our Jimmy Houston Outdoors YouTube channel and uh we post four times a week now on our jimmy's outdoor youtube channel where we we're supposed to 11 times a week we put the other seven folks over on that other channel and we throw an extra in there every now and then you know so but uh but yeah <clears throat> excuse me i think that uh i think that yeah i think it's gonna be a big deal in the future and um uh, i don't know about i don't know really too much about you know doing virtual uh Doing virtual uh, appearances, public appearances—I don't really know about that. That, that might be something big. Uh, we have uh, had a lot of people come to us about doing things uh, like uh, a Patreon uh, with a subscription channel. Right. Uh, I've thought about that forever. In, uh, in in the television show business, I felt like that probably the easiest thing to do in television was just to get uh, a million people out there to pay you a dollar a month to watch your TV show, right. and buy television time, put it on there, and you can make a lot more money doing that. Uh, you know, obviously, obviously, uh, 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 Christian television has worked very, well, very well that way. Uh, I have many friends in Christian television that that have made um, very, very good livings uh, preaching on television, and 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 uh, and, and some of them, um, you know, really. Yeah, you know, I've got friends that don't even. I mean, they have big churches that don't even take a penny from their church, right? Because they they make so much off books and other things that they do. Uh, they make I mean they make you know way more money than they've ever dreamed about making as a preacher. they they have large churches that they don't take a penny out of it. They, they they give their service to that church one hundred percent. They make their money outside doing other things. And uh you know I think Facebook man has got kind of a got a subscription deal you can get involved in. We really haven't had time to look into that, but uh the, you know, we, we we work really, really hard. I mean we we spent you know we spend a lot of time doing a lot of things. Like I said, you know, doing 39 television shows and, and, um, 500 videos for YouTube. Uh, we were fishing six or seven tournaments a year, uh, doing around hundred personal appearances. And we don't do 130 anymore. You know, I think last year I did 98 personal appearances, but that's still a lot. You know, that's almost one every, you know, Three days, a little bit more than one every three four days, but uh, but you know, but it's uh, we, we 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 work hard at this game.
3: Yeah, yeah. So the the start of the YouTube channel, obviously, um, one of the reasons why we start to branch out, and the reason why you're on eleven networks, I would imagine, is the same reason why we're on six networks, is because the the ratings on television have just gone down, and uh, and so we have guarantees that we need to you know that we made 10 years ago and the the sponsors are expecting those kind of numbers so now it's like you add another network and another network and another network and you get back to kind of the original viewing that we you once had on ESPN is that why is that why you're on so many networks you know to to make up for the 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 loss from when you're oh, on no, ESPN that, that,
2: that's exactly right you know we were what we were in,
3: uh oh. I lost you a little bit. Yeah, that,
2: that, that's exactly right. You know, we ran we ran twenty one years. I'm gonna move a little bit here and I, 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 might, I might be able to pop that four connection. I can okay. tell, that, tell that it really is. I don't know if that's okay or not, but uh live a little closer to my Wi Fi connection and hopefully maybe get just a little bit more out here. But uh but but yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. Uh you know, with ESPN and and, and you know, we we uh, we were on there for twenty one years and that was the only network we ran. We didn't run any others and uh, but, but yes, you're right, you know, and there's just so much availability, there's so much availability for people to, uh, to, 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 to watch something on a device, you know, and, and, and they can now watch everything, you know, you watch YouTube on, you know, i got an 86 inch television right there and you can use, you can watch YouTube on that 86 inch television, no problem. Man. And then we do, as a matter of fact, we do, you know, we pop our stuff up there. And uh, we don't watch it on the phone or an iPad. Uh, well, I would say that, you know, we would probably watch way, way more on the phone or the, and the iPad than we do on that on that television. But uh, a lot of people, <clears throat> a lot of people have no network television anymore, right. and uh, a lot of people have no cable anymore. And uh, so these handheld devices uh, and and televisions that are hooked up to uh, to the to the internet, uh, the, the, it is the way of the future. And uh, and it will probably get the technology will get better and, and uh, it, it will be it'll be more amazing as
3: time goes on. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Jimmy, you've had an amazing career. I mean, you're a you're a hall of famer, you've won all these different tournaments, you've got all these different businesses going. You obviously are a good family man that uh that spends a lot of time with your family. If you had to uh you know you you had to kind of think about how you would like to be remembered in this industry or or for this world what what how would you like to be remembered
2: oh i don't know you know, it's not, you know that, that's really that's really kind of unimportant. uh but uh but, but i think the one thing that we've tried to exemplify uh more than anything else was uh it was we we, we're trying to be people of integrity and, uh, and, and we, we have a strong Christian faith. We wear that on our, our sleeve and always have, and, uh, we'll continue to, and, and and we, you know, we want to be remembered as being the right kind of people. There you go. Uh, yes. If they if they need to remember for something, that's, that's what it would be. Uh, uh, you know, and, 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 and that's, that's really, really will be what, what lasts, you know, uh, when you look at, uh, as example, when you look at uh, you look at bass fishing, you know, obviously, like I said, Roland has got the credentials that no one else has or ever will have. Uh, I mean, without a doubt, the greatest tournament fisherman of all time so far, and I doubt that anyone will ever come along that matches what Roland has done. Uh, my wife, Chris, won seven Bassingale Angle of the Year titles and four Bassingale Classics and. Uh, no one, uh, you know, will ever, in women's fishing, uh, sometimes there will be more women's organizations come around, I think. No one will equal what she's done either. But, you know, it, it hasn't been all that many years since Bass Gow went away. It's been quite a few, but uh, most people now, even folks that are on our television show and watch our television show and involved in our social media things that we do, they're surprised to find that she's such a great fisherman. You know, they see her fishing and me, and say, "Wow, that girl could really catch fish." And so the tournament accolades and that stuff uh, will disappear. I mean, it will. I mean, I, like I said, I you know see it with her, and, and she's very very humble, and she doesn't talk about any of that kind of stuff. And and they they, they, they people come into our, our home and they see a uh, 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 you know, well, you're in the Bass Hall of Fame. I didn't even you know there were women in the Bass Hall of Fame. <laughs> And, and you know, she was the only woman in the Bass Hall of Fame for many years and, and now there's there's two in there, her and biddy But uh but you know, you you uh you you look at that people say, Man, and they start looking and why wow, you won twenty five votes. Yeah, you, you what and they can't believe it. And so that just sort of tells you right there how quickly accomplishments like winning Tournaments and right. and stuff like that really go away. I mean and and uh, you, you talk about what you would be remembered for after your lifetime. This is during her lifetime, right. and uh, and she was without a doubt the most decorated, most celebrated woman fisherman of all time. And yet, most people now don't even know that that she did all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, you know, what you need to remember be remembered for is the kind of individual you are, and uh, and what you do with everyone that you come in contact with, not what you accomplish from a standpoint of beating somebody in a fishing tournament or hitting a lot of home runs or scoring a lot of points in the NBA or whatever. That, that's what you really ought to be remembered for. And that's really will be what people are remembered for. It really will be.
3: Man, I love it. I love it. Now I don't mean to say that that you are by any means finished. And that, that it was time to remember you. So what, and I hope, I hope you didn't. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think that you're anywhere close to being finished. I think you're just like Roland Martin and, and Bill dance. When I talked to those guys, I mean, there is no finish line in sight. They're going to keep going forever. I think you are too. So what kind of, uh, what kind of goals do you have for the future? What do you, what would you like to see? Are you moving more in the digital side? Are you going to keep doing the TV? What What are you Thinking these days.
2: Well, we definitely are going to keep doing, doing television. We'll do television. I said for years and years, we'll do it as long as they let us, and uh, we will keep doing that. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, our television show has been one of the most successful television shows, and it continues to be. And we're we showing more homes than anybody by far, and we'll continue to do that. But yes, we we you know we, we're working hard in that social media, and and uh, we do have we do have desires to build our YouTube channel up to a million. I mean, I, I see, I see folks. i got a buddy of mine, Chris Fix in New Jersey, that uh, has over 6 million subscribers on his YouTube channel. 6 mm-hmm. million. And uh, I'm, I'm helping him. Uh, he's getting to start a fishing channel called Chris Fish. And uh, but he's got an auto channel, and he's a, he's a really, really, he's a good friend, a sharp guy. He's gone through, he lives in New Jersey, so you know what they've gone through in New Jersey during, during this stuff. Yeah. Uh, coronavirus and uh, I've been with him for about an hour on the telephone this week and uh, he sent me a movie yesterday that I can't uh, download, I don't know what it is he sent me something I can't download but, but, uh, but you know Chris uh, is dramatically successful that's one of the more successful YouTube channels in the in the nation even in the world, I mean it's uh, he's up there pretty high in the rankings of 6 million subscribers and, and, and uh, he picks his cars and uh, it, it, he's got a great story and, and he loves to fish, he's a good fisherman loves to fish but, uh, but when you think about, uh, what he's done on the YouTube channel, 6 million, I've got a, a of mine that, uh, that in, in other aspects, not fishing that have been really, really successful with YouTube. And then, and I look out there and see some of the guys that, uh, that have been, uh, very successful in fishing on YouTube that are obviously not household names. They're not Hank right. Parker, Bill Hester. Rose
3: right. Park. Right.
2: Uh, they are. And, and yet they, they have a million, two million people. So, yeah, we we we. You know, I, I definitely. You know, that's my goal is at least a million. Uh, and 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 then I look at some, my buddy Chris, and and I think you know he blew like a million and two million and three million and, and now over six million. And uh, you know, and, and and adding dramatically every single month to his YouTube channel. So I don't know where the end is, is to that, and I don't know that uh, you know I felt like for years, twenty or thirty years, the television show business. We've been doing it forty three years that you could have subscription to outdoor television. And, and that, that's that, maybe something that you and I both should be looking at. Yes. I've thought about that forever. I think it would be pretty easy to uh, to have enough people out there. And we, we have the um, capabilities of doing that now through all the digital media that we have. And uh, and people are watching a lot of the digital media on, on big screen TVs right in their living room. So uh, it, it, it could be that, you know, that that, that happens. And, and, you know, if you can build a, and, and, and like our, our Facebook 300,000, that's not, not a small amount there. And that's uh, not into the millions like some of those channels get, but, uh, but 303,000 is a lot of people. Sure. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that would pay a couple two or three bucks a month or five bucks a month to exclusively watch Jim Houston Outdoors on, on television or, or, or any of the other outdoor shows. And uh, particularly the ones that, that they, they really enjoy. And, uh, there are, uh, everybody's got their favorite outdoor shows and uh, uh, the, the big guys, the big names that we've been missing have been the favorites all along for years and years and years. And, and, and one of the reasons they've been there before, a lot of the others were even there. And, and they were there when it wasn't nearly as crowded to feel, uh, you know, one of, it was very difficult to get started uh, back in the television show business 43 years ago. And it's just as difficult to keep
3: it going today. Right. <laughs> yeah. It was uh it's it's almost flip flopped. It's a little easier to get started. It's it's maybe a little bit more difficult to keep it going. Um and back back forty three <laughs> years ago it was probably a little probably a little hard harder to get started. You're right. Yeah, it's it's flip flopped <laughs> a little bit. There's no more no more gatekeepers like there were at the networks and making sure that the show was just right. You can put anything you want to on YouTube and uh then the customer decides. You know, yep. he he decides what's good and what's not. That's right but, uh, man, it's been a great, um, opportunity to talk to you. I want to do this again with you when we can sit down in person, um, and have some, some good quality during this coronavirus outbreak. I've been doing a lot of these Skype interviews and some are, some are really good quality. Some are, are, you know, we have some internet issues and we did with yours a little bit, but the content of everything that you were saying was just, just spectacular. I love talking with you and, uh, it's been an honor. So I uh, just want to, just want to tell you one more time, you know, you, you have, have had a really big impact and I know that you know that, but you've had a really big impact on a lot of people and a lot of people that are in the business now. And, and people ask me about being in the television business. And I say, you know, the television business is easy because of guys like Bill, Bill Dance, Roland Martin, Jimmy Houston, uh, Flip Pallet, Jose Wehebe, those kind of guys, carved a path and guys like me just following right along. And, uh, you know, you guys were hacking your way through the jungle with a machete and really creating this business. And uh, that allows people like me just to kind of do something similar and uh, be able to, to, to make a living doing what I love. So thank you for that. And thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. And I hope you catch some fish this afternoon.
2: No doubt about us. That will happen. I can guarantee you that will happen. <laughs> All right, Tom. I appreciate it, buddy. Okay.
3: Thank you so much. Thank you. See you. Bye-bye. Okay. Wow. That was Jimmy Houston. And, um, you know, for the young viewers, I'm sure you've seen Jimmy Houston on, on television. Um, I probably would have stopped that interview at, had it been someone else. But uh, he's somebody that I've wanted to have on the podcast for a long time. And he is at his ranch in Oklahoma, the internet's not that great. So we just kind of endured it. I wouldn't endure that uh, quality for many people, but for somebody like him, you know, I knew what he was going to say was going to be really impactful and meaningful. So I hope that the quality didn't, if you made it this far, then the quality's okay. Uh, it, it, it. Could have been better, and we'll do it again with him when we can uh, have a little bit better quality. But I want to thank Jimmy for his time. I want to thank Jimmy for what he's given to the to the fishing industry and to the to the fishing world. And like I said, he he and others like him carved the carve the path and paved the way so that uh, you know shows like like you see mine, other shows, every show today is just following along with what those guys did and and just doing basically the same thing that they were doing. So anyway, thanks to all those guys. And uh, as always, this show is brought to you by Waypoint TV. You can go and find out how you can get Waypoint TV on any device by going to waypointtv.com, hit the ways to watch page, and you can see how to get it on all of your devices. So that's it for today and we will see you later. Go check out Jimmy's YouTube page, check out his Facebook, Check him out on Instagram. Check out Jimmy Houston Outdoors. You'll see him kiss a fish. All right. See you.
0: A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. Six, eight Western. I'll be there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.